Hey guys, before we get started today, a quick note on something new that we've started doing. So each week, Mac and I have always had this Friday debrief meeting where we go through the big challenges facing folks who are launching, growing, scaling online programs. And we've decided to start recording that and we're going to release that as a series called Nudge Coach Happy Hour. Again, we're recording every Friday afternoon. You can find it if you go ahead and subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and we're also going to put them up on our YouTube channel. So check those out. I hope you enjoy it. And let's go ahead and get over to our conversation with Lauren from Impact School. All right, guys, we're joined by Lauren Tickner today. Excited to jump into this conversation, but... Um, Lauren, first of all, this is actually my first time talking to you, so it's great to meet you. How are you doing there in London? Yeah, great to meet you guys. Well, I've obviously met Matt before, but good to meet you. It's all good. I mean, it's gray skies, it's raining, so nothing <laughs> different to normal, really. Londony, yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. Um, well, no, we're, we're excited to jump into some interesting topics with you today, and really appreciate your time. Um, so. There's a lot we can cover, but since naturally we have kind of an audience of a bunch of coaches who are, you know, getting started or growing a business, just really want to start with, I think, your kind of entrepreneurial story yourself and how you got to where you are today. Could you tell us a little bit about your background? Absolutely. So I'm so grateful to now be able to help. Oh my gosh. I don't know quite how many, but hundreds, if not thousands of, of coaches build online coaching businesses. And so I actually began as a fitness coach myself and I realized that I wanted to be doing it all online because honestly, I am just the type of person who loves to travel. I love the flexibility. And this was all after I worked in a corporate job and I was just done with having to go and show up to some specific location. So I decided that I'm able to reach more people if I go online and there's just so much potential to really change people's lives. And so I did the all the, all the online coaching and I began to realize that when people don't pay, they don't pay attention, right? Because when I first started, I'd be coaching people for free and they just weren't getting very good results. And then I started selling these fitness eBooks as I had built quite a big following, but I just found that what ended up happening was I didn't really feel the impact, right? Of what I was helping people achieve. For sure, they would post a bit of their progress on social media, but at the end of the day, through this ebook, I wasn't really changing their lives. And I had to sell like hundreds of ebooks to generate the same amount of money as if I had just sold one coaching program that I was doing before. And so I began to realize, huh, this is really, really interesting. I'm not feeling fulfilled. I'm feeling stressed. I constantly have to be promoting these eBooks, which is probably going to be annoying my audience. And I'm not really helping them. There's that whole thing of, you know, you download all those freebies and those low price programs and they just sort of like sit on your shelf, your online <laughs> shelf, right? And it's so, so true. And um, so I kind of pivoted back to doing the high price, high transformation, really going above and beyond, having a smaller amount of clients, but totally changing that world. Because then that allowed me to give everything away for free online or as content. 
and then get the people that actually wanted that accountability to work with me direct. And it was really rewarding. And loads of my friends who were fitness influencers started to ask me, hey, Lauren, like, how did you do this? Because they were just relying on brand deals. And I was sponsored by a really big fitness company called Gymshark. And just like that, they let me go. And at that point, I was just so happy to have had my online coaching business, but I realized even more the importance of having it. And so, because my friends kind of saw what had happened and Gymshark axed a, bu a bunch of people in one go, they were asking me for help, so I started helping them. And now we don't just help people who are in the fitness industry, but people in any industry whereby they really create a meaningful change or impact in someone's life or business. And um, yeah, it's, it's been a really cool journey. And I just love coaching because you're helping people and making money in exchange. It's, there's nothing better. Yeah, what could be better than that, right? I think there are a lot of people listening who could kind of empathize with everything in that journey. Um, I love the line, if, if people don't pay, they don't pay attention. That, that I feel like is something that will really hit home for a lot of people that are listening today, and I hope they take it home with them. But um, I'm interested, so something that people should know about you, you're pretty young, right? You mind if I ask how old you are? Yeah, so I'm 23 and I started online fitness coaching when I had just turned 18. I did it low key and then I went all in when I was 19. And okay. so I have been doing this intensely for that period of time since then. And you know what I find really interesting on this topic? I was listening to an audiobook just yesterday, actually, while I was out for a walk. And they said that so many people value years of experience. But why are these managers valuing years of experience when even if they've had 10 years of experience, it's not really 10 years of experience. It's one year of experience repeated 10 times, maybe more. <laughs> and I yep. was just, it just gave me these goosebumps because every single day of my life is totally different. And it's been that way since I quit my job working in fund management. And it's just so funny because all of that has just allowed me to gain so much more experience than people that have been doing things way longer than me. And I love learning, right? And so, yeah, I'm pretty young, but uh, I like to call it, gives me, gives me, gives me energy. <laughs> yeah, energy is one way to put it. I know if, if your journey was anything like Mac and mine, um, you know, there are some bumps in the road. <laughs> I know we didn't always know what we were doing in the early days, but I think you get sort of comfortable with, making mistakes and just running through it anyway. Um, is that something that you actually are able to kind of communicate in the early days of working with clients? I'm interested in the clients you work with now. Are, is there a specific kind of stage or, or place they are in their business when they typically start working with you at this point? So we kind of have two core ways of working with people. We have one program and then we have one, we kind of call it like a concierge service, right? Um, so the program is for people who want to actually start online coaching businesses, whereby they're selling a high ticket time leveraged offer. Because I see so often coaches selling like one-off calls or they're selling like month to month coaching plans. And while, you know, that's, cool and it's nice to make like 50 bucks or 100 bucks for like an hour of time and again i used to think oh my gosh someone's gonna pay me a hundred dollars for an hour that is insane <laughs> i would do it but what's wrong with that well there's no predictability there's no certainty and there's the lifetime value of the customer isn't you know being paid attention to and so 
we help people actually build out, we call it an impact offer. Okay, so it's like you really focus on taking your potential client and your client from where they are now to where they want to be. So the full A to B. And then in order to do that, we help our clients create an online course. And then they coach their clients along the online course. But in order to make sure that it's not cookie cutter and that it's not just like a, a plug and play program or just a course, what we have them do is we also have them consult, right? So what does that mean? Well, that means giving that personalized feedback and those touch points that are direct to that particular client. So that could be, you know, giving them homework, having them execute on the homework, having them submit the homework or get on a one-on-one -on -one coaching call to tell you about what went on so that you can give them an action plan moving forward. The most important thing is the action plans, right? I see it a lot in, in all industries, honestly, but I'll give a fitness example just because this is what I used to do. Mm -hmm. I would create a fitness plan for someone. I'd be like, okay, go ahead and do it. And they would execute on it i'd get them to fill out a weekly check-in but based upon the weekly check-in all i would really tell them is okay so you're going to do this workout and eat this many calories and this isn't this and for sure they got results but they weren't really learning as they went so it's like having clear action plans that aren't just do this workout or whatever it's like actually giving them something a bit more tangible than that and simultaneously having the online course so that they're learning as they go so that they basically gain all the information that they need to do it on their own, but they don't want to because they stay with you for this high, high level experience. It's a high ticket experience whereby you're truly changing their life, which means that not only do you get them better results, well, then they have a better experience. So they're more likely to refer you to their friends or their followers on social media. That means that as well they've got better results you get better testimonials which means that it's easier for your marketing so you can get more clients easily and it's just this massive snowball mm -hmm. so that was a massive tangent but that's basically what it will help people do when they're starting out and then for people who are at a higher level um we see all the time that people are promoting like run a webinar and then run paid traffic to it and then just hope and pray that the back-end emails are going to get them to book a call or even just buy straight from the landing page. And um, we know that that model is broken. So we kind of have a whole different way that we go ahead and, and do that process with like our higher level clients. By the beginning, we teach something called permission-based relationship marketing, which is essentially just a form of conversational marketing. It's permission-based because you're only going to initiate a conversation with people who are directly interested in what it is that you're doing. So perhaps they're following you on social media, perhaps they're asking you questions, perhaps they have posted that they have the specific problem that you help people solve. And then it's relationship marketing because you're going to go back and forth, have a conversation with them. So that then by the time that you get them on a sales call, which you should definitely be doing, um, then at that point you have pretty much pre-sold them and then more to invest in your program. So that's how we help people get their first, their first few clients there. Yeah, no, that's, that's fantastic. I love the breakdown of the two examples. Those were really helpful. Um, so I, I know one of the things that can scare people about something like a high ticket offering, and I'd love for you to go into as much detail as you're willing to on kind of what you mean by that. Cause I, it might be a new term to some of the people who are listening. Right. Um, and I know you did go into to some there, but any extra bit always helps. Um, you know, some of the folks that we work with may be worried that, Hey, you know, I have this high ticket offering, but it's, it seems like a big jump, right. From 
just starting to follow me or first connecting with me to, okay, now I'm going to pitch them this $2,000 program or whatever, you know, whatever it may be. Um, what do you say to people who are worried about that big gap there, that gully that they have to clear? Yeah, so real quick, high ticket essentially is whereby you're charging a high price point and in exchange, the client is getting extreme amounts of value. So I don't know about you, but <laughs> let's say I am currently just, I don't know, going through a divorce, right? And hmm. I'm really struggling. I'm feeling, you know, my, my marriage is breaking down. My family's breaking down. And so if I see someone posting about a $50 ebook, I'm just going to scroll right past it or I'm going to download it with so much hope. And then obviously it's not going to get me the result, right? Can you really save a marriage with a $50 ebook? Like that would be very rare. So if I downloaded it and then didn't really get the help that I needed, I would be feeling even more disheartened. Whereas if I was to find someone who is an expert at this, who has tons of experience with it, who connects with me, has a conversation with me, speaks to me one-on-one -on -one, and I I'm able to trust in the fact that they can actually help me save my marriage. It just then comes down to, do I value my marriage more than I value my money? And so that's why it's so important to help the people who value the outcome that you take people to more than they value their money. And when you focus on a specific outcome, then that is how you're going to be able to get people to actually invest in you. So many people sell these coaching calls and it's like click here to book a coaching call click here to get on a strategy session like no one cares nobody wants that <laughs> instead you should make it so that your program takes them to an outcome but you shouldn't be constantly just saying like book a call with me here da, da, da. it's like okay we're gonna see if i can help i don't know if i can right now play it like that seem more in demand and make it clear that you need to identify if you can help someone um, or not. And it makes it seem like, you know, because you do genuinely really care. It's kind of like a plumber wouldn't just get a phone call of someone and then go and just rip out all the plums from their house without assessing what actually, all the drains, sorry, and all the plumbing from their house without assessing what really needs to happen. So that's why it's so important to, to give it that personal experience. And then the high ticket, if you're going from selling like something relatively low priced or what you even feel is quite high right now, if you increase the price, then you're going to get better clients, cheaper tracks, cheap. And if you buy cheap, then you buy twice. Right. And so I just truly believe that when you start charging a higher price, because of everything that I mentioned before, the client gets a better result and everybody wins. Yes. You're going to hear people say no more often, but they're not the right people anyways. And they're probably not at the level of awareness whereby they're going to commit enough to the coaching program to, to get those best results. So people often ask me, so, Hey Lauren, like how much shall I charge? And the answer really is that it depends and it's fluid. Pricing isn't this one size thing. It's like you go into a shop and you see things listed at that specific price where coaching isn't like that. For some clients, you might be charging them more than the other clients. It really, really depends because it depends upon, you know, where you're at firstly. And for your first few clients, you'll probably charge less. But then as time goes on, you can get better and better. Um, and then, you know, you, like, for example, we right now have specific prices for each of our offers just because like we kind of can. But when you're starting, you can be a bit more fluid. And that's why the phone is so powerful, selling on the phone. Mm-hmm.
I love that idea that the analogy you use of a person kind of where they are scrolling through social media and seeing an ebook being promoted, like just, it, it really kind of hits you in the, hits you in the face. And I think that's one of the things we see so much in this industry is kind of coaches time and time again, kind of undervaluing themselves and thinking, you know, we hear this all the time of, of coaches trying to offer $50 a month subscriptions and things like this. And it's, it is crazy. So you're almost thinking, Hey, let's flip that on its head. We're almost creating more of a consultancy model where we're providing a higher value, higher ticket. No, it's not for everybody, but it's for the right people and you're going to get much better clients for it. Yeah. And the thing is as well, is that this is where you start, right? So you, we, we have a whole entire specific like method whereby people start with high ticket, then they move into introducing like a continuity offer. So for the first program, you might have like a 12 week coaching program on the back end of that. You're going to have a continuity program. Mm -hmm. Then from there, then you might want to start introducing info products, courses and educational material. Right. But the only reason why you do that is because you validated both of these prior offers and now you're running ads. Okay. And you want to liquidate your ad spend through using the info products and essentially selling something whereby you don't need to do any fulfillment. So, that's the only reason why we have people then introduce that. And then obviously at that point, once that's validated, once that's scaled, once that's automated, then what you might want to do, because you probably have a team at this point is introduce like a monthly recurring revenue model. So something like a membership site, but that would literally be only to cover the operational costs of the business. Um, people get it on its head. Like they want to start with that because they want passive income. But let me tell you, like, if you're trying to aim for passive income at the beginning, that requires such a high level of skill in marketing and your clients aren't going to get the best results. Like why would people ascend up your value ladder? As people always say, if they aren't seeing results from the, the lower ticket, it doesn't make sense. It would make more sense to have a free offer, a free, a free course and get them on the phone and sell them into your high ticket. I know it doesn't make sense. And I didn't used to get it either myself, but when you actually do it, that's when you realize, and it's like strip away everything, have one offer that truly changes lives. You will build such a incredible reputation for yourself in your industry. And then you can skip, but people want to do so much. It's like, it's this scarcity mindset. If you have more of an abundance mindset, then guess what? The money will flow. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so quick question for you, because you mentioned 12 weeks. I think this is something that, and you kind of alluded to this earlier, I think a lot of coaches struggle with is when they're first marketing and offering, you mentioned 12 weeks. Do you tend to find that positioning the initial offering around a 12 week or something that kind of sets a period of time and isn't just that month to month, is 12 weeks what you tend to find works the best? Or what, what have you kind of seen in terms of kind of program duration? Yeah. So I don't really ever think that month to month is a good idea. I think that whenever you're selling anything, you want to get as much money in the bank as quickly as possible, because then you have more cash to use as leverage to run ads on and to hire team members on, or to even just have security because a client might just want to leave if you're, if they're paying month to month. Right. And so it just allows you to be in a more powerful position. And also it helps the client because if the client is committed to six months, for example, mm -hmm. then what does that mean? Well, that means that they're going to stay, you know, whereas they can easily cop out. And we find so often that clients are like, oh, I was having a really tough month this month. I'm so glad I powered on through. Whereas if they were on a monthly contract, then that would never have happened. 
So what we see for new coaches is it's a good idea to have like an eight, 12 or 16 week initial offering. And then on the back end of that, sell in six month or 12 month chunks. That's what we see to be absolutely by far the best. Um, If a client goes through the initial offer and then gets to the end and they haven't really made like much progress, oftentimes, actually not even oftentimes, always it's because the client hasn't put in the work. And so when you're on a call with them, you just help them identify that they didn't show up and then just have them repeat that program. And then on the back end of that, you can sell them like a six month chunk, but you want to try and collect as much cash up front. And people always try and ask like, what should the price be? Again, it's trial and error. If they've paid like five grand for the initial 12 weeks, then trying to charge them like, I don't know, 20 grand for six months probably isn't going to be effective unless it's like a massive change in Mm -hmm. what they're getting, you know? So like for some of our clients, the difference between the initial program and then the next one is, is quite a lot. Um, again, there's so many different things that come into, that come into play, but just to give you some perspective, what we kind of do is we have for our initial offers an eight week offer. And then from there, we send people into another eight weeks. And then from there, it's another 12 weeks. And then after that, then it's basically, we just bung it on six months. But no month to month. Never, never, never. <laughs> never. So we, there it is. Put a fork in it. No month to month. It's interesting you say that because we have conversations internally all the time. It seems like from in the software world, you're starting to see a similar trend in SaaS, software as a service where a lot of companies now are pushing towards annual subscriptions versus month to month. And I think what you tend to find if you read articles out there about this is a lot of companies have found that from a software onboarding and and kind of getting a user activated perspective, that when a person pays more upfront, they're much more invested and willing to put the time in to learn the software and really implement it properly. So I'm almost wondering if we're just starting to see a general shift in society saying, hey, down with month to month we're going to either annual or full up front and it's it i think there's something to be said for that i think so too and it's funny because i have some friends who own a software and they said the exact same thing and they actually charge a quite a few grand for an onboarding fee so that people actually fully commit when they get started and i found that really really interesting um because yeah i mean rather than just relying on people signing up on the website what they'll do is because it's high ticket they then sell it all on sales calls and they're basically using this coaching consulting model to sell a software and it's really interesting and they are killing it yeah it's it's an interesting trend um and i think this is what's what's so fascinating like i said we have so many conversations with coaches i mean i can't tell you enough i feel like our team is constantly on zoom calls at this point but it's one of those things where we hear time and time again, where they may be having conversations with us about software. Usually business model comes into the conversation and it just seems time and time again, people for some reason think that they should be charging like 50 or hundred bucks a month for their coaching service. Mm-hmm. And you do the math and you start getting, working your way backwards and say, okay, say you wanted to make X number of dollars and you can you know, do the math with them quickly. Like you need to have the thousand clients and <laughs> you realize very quickly or they, that maybe they hadn't even thought about that. And that's yeah. what's so scary. And I think something like this running a high ticket allows you a much quicker way to get to kind of I don't know, security and sustainability. That's what it sounds like. Yeah. And I, here's the thing though. I think like I get it. Cause I used to be the same. Right. And I used to think that it was unfair on the client. 
but they get better result when they pay more money. It's, it's, we have literally seen this on a graph with our clients. Like it is <laughs> unbelievable. And our clients, clients say the same thing as well. So this is, I'm talking like tens of thousands of people that this has a ripple effect on mm. who are all getting better results. Thanks to the coaches that we coach charging more money. And it's not just about the money though. I think like, it really does come down to identifying that if you're going to be charging like 50 or a hundred bucks a month, I think it's just that you don't know what you don't know. You don't know what's possible for yourself. I used to think, Oh my gosh. Like I remember when I was starting, I can't wait to make six figures. Like that's what every coach wants. I want to make six figures. This is it. And then it's like, I used to see these ads for people who were saying, we can help you make seven figures. And I just thought that's a load of garbage. Like that can't, be <laughs> but now I'm just like, Oh my gosh, like seven figures. Like, no, like, you know, I'm like nine, 10. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because people just don't realize what they can achieve. And I think when you identify how you are literally in the business of changing people's lives, then you just, des- you deserve that. And you know, let's just say you're a therapist, right? If you're seeing one client for a therapy session, you're probably charging like, I don't know, a hundred bucks for an hour session, maybe more. Um, And while that's all well and good, again, they're coming in. You don't know if they're going to come again. Even if they've bought like something that a lot of coaches do is they sell like chunks of eight week chunks of coaching calls. But again, it's not that people, people don't want the coaching calls, right? Think about it this way. When you put a painting on the wall, I heard someone say this one time, when you put a painting on the wall, you don't want the drill, right? To like put it on the wall. You want the hole so that you can hammer it in. You know what I mean? So it's like people want the outcome and not the contraption of getting there. Yeah. So yeah you don't want to pay for the number of brush strokes that it took to get there. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Whereas I see them selling this too. So I think it's just repositioning yourself, right? It allows you to, Become top of mind. And then if you're always focusing on one specific outcome, then that makes your marketing much easier as well because you're only focusing on that. And so many coaches say, yeah, but if I take my clients from the full A to B, they're not going to need me anymore. And again, it's this scarcity mindset. At the end of the day, if you're getting your clients those good results, even if they don't need you, it doesn't matter because they'll have told so many of your friends about you that you'll be killing it even more. But let me tell you, like they will stay with you because people always want more. It's like when someone first loses weight, they lose weight and they're like, oh, wow, I look so good in the mirror. And then it's like, oh, but you know, I'm looking a bit skinny. So now I need to gain some ab. So it's like, okay, what's the next point after they've got the B? Now, where can you take them to C and then C to D and so on and so forth? Mm-hmm. I love that idea. I think so often you hear coaches are afraid of kind of working themselves out of the jobs. And I think it's kind of crazy because if you do it the right way, there's always kind of that, that next milestone ahead. Yeah. And if you're listening to this, by the way, and you're thinking, oh, shit, I've been doing marketing wrong the whole time. <laughs> don't work like, listen, I've been doing digital marketing for quite a while. We mess this up all the time. Um, you can kind of get back to basics and reposition and it's totally fine. Don't think that you're an idiot. You're starting from zero. And speaking of a lot of the folks that are going to be listening to this, um, to make this actionable, like we always like to do, I want to kind of bring it back to sort of the folks in the beginning to wrap up, um, Lauren, if you don't mind. And, uh, I think one of the, the 
biggest struggle areas that people have is kind of that stage of understanding how to validate their idea and when they validated their idea. Can you walk through some of the kind of hurdles that you see people having to leap over and how you kind of walk people through that process on the front end of kind of, I'm listening to this, I hear what you're saying, I want to go, you know, start something and, and get it going. All right, what do I do next and when do I know I've validated it so that I can run with it? Here's how to launch a high ticket offer start to finish, okay? The first thing that you're going to do is you're going to think, what is the outcome that I want to take people to? So maybe you're going to help them prevent a divorce. Maybe you're going to help them lose 20 pounds of fat. Maybe you're going to show them how to create an entire lead generation campaign using Facebook ads, okay? What's your A to Z, right? So then from there, then what you're going to do is think, who am I going to help with this specific thing? So maybe you're going to be helping small business owners who have software companies, right? Maybe you're going to be helping moms that have just had babies. Like it really, really depends upon what your experience is. Usually the the outcome that you take people to is something that you've done in your job before or that you have experienced yourself. So when I was starting out as a fitness coach, I helped women lose weight and get strong um, using weight training and tracking macros because I had lost weight in a really unhealthy way myself. So this is what I wish I had known. And then similarly, now I help people build online coaching businesses, right? And get their first five to 10 high paying clients because that's what I did too. So then it's like, who is the person? Usually the who is you just a few years ago, right? Or you and, and the experience that you used in your job. It depends whether you're going to go B2B or B2C. So business to business or business mm -hmm. to B2B. Yeah. So once you then know those two things, then it really comes down to going ahead and literally just starting conversations with people, right? Conversations one-on-one mm -hmm. -on -one in Instagram, DM, in LinkedIn Messenger, in Facebook, going into Facebook groups, looking at what people are saying is so valuable. And then going back and forth. You don't need to build out an entire program to start getting clients. Because once you're starting to have conversations with people, then when you identify that it could be a good fit, get them on a call. And then you can tell them, hey, look, I'm new to doing this program thing, right? This specific outcome. But here's what we're going to do. I'm going to work with you really close together. What we're going to do is we're going to go from here. So point A to point B. And what's going to end up happening is I'm going to actually give you half off. Normally my host is this. You're going to get it for this in exchange for feedback. Obviously don't lead with that. Okay. That would happen after an entire sales call where you go through their problems and their struggles and you help stretch the pain and all of that stuff. But I'm not going to get into that now because that would be an entire different episode. <laughs> yeah. And I would literally, like, we have bajillions of, like, yeah. courses on that. But then from there, what you would have them do is come in as sort of, like, we call them test pilots. And they would be your first five to ten clients who are, you're getting feedback off of. And so many people are unconfident at charging a high price. The sales call gives you so much clarity. But if you actually just have a sales call structure, then you don't need to be unconfident just because you know that you're doing it right. And then also 
when it comes to charging a high ticket and actually getting people to the outcome because i know sometimes people are worried like oh what if my program doesn't work well when you work with these first five to ten clients and gather feedback then that means that into the future you can have that confidence and certainty in knowing that what you're doing is right and so while you're doing all of that you know after you found what your outcome is and who it is that you're going to take to that outcome what I honestly do, it's really, really simple, but just make sure that your social media is optimized to make sure that you look like you're good at what you do. And I really like those videos where there's like a subtitle and just like um, a headline just because that allows you to demonstrate your credibility real fast so that when someone comes on your page, they're actually going to reply to you rather than just ignoring you and ghosting you. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. So I kind of want to go validate an idea now, Mac. What about you? <laughs> I do too. I'm ready to, to launch a new product. Right, and what's I, next? I, we got to think about yeah, it. Are we Let's, maybe consulting arm? I don't know. This is yeah. interesting now. We'll talk about this offline. Um, but Lauren, this has been awesome. So I think everyone who's listening, just go do that. Go do that. You heard it. <laughs> you heard it here. Just do um, it. But if you would like some help going to do that, Lauren, where can people kind of take the next step, check out more about Impact School, learn more about what you guys are doing? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm always available on social media just to send me a message. If you say, if you make sure that you include in the message, like nudge, so that I know that you came from here, then I'll be like, okay, cool. They came from this podcast. I know where they're at. And then if you kind of aren't ready to have like a one-on-one -on -one conversation, we do have a free course that's going to help you identify how to actually create your high ticket offer, who you can best serve and how you can help them and all the marketing stuff there and how to do sales calls and all that. That's just at impactschoolmba.com. So I-M-P-A-C-T-S-C-H-O-O-L-M-B-A.com. And then you can sign up there. What it's going to do is when you put in your, I think you just put your name and email in, it will then redirect you over to Facebook Messenger. And in Facebook Messenger, it will just um, give you access to the program. Um, and this isn't going to be one of those spammy messenger bots. Like I do not believe in that. I know it doesn't work. Instead, I believe in the power of just having one initial automated message. And then personally, I will message back from there because I always keep my inbox open. And uh, that's something that we also teach our clients too. But anyway, that's uh, another side note. So yeah, impactschoolmba.com. And I'm just on social media at Lauren Tickner, L-A-U-R-E-N-T-I-C-K-N-E-R. Awesome. Lauren Tickner, thanks so much for hanging out with us this morning. Thank you for having me.